You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You gotta be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game and finesse it and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Status Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. Shane, what up, homie? What up, big dog? How you doing? Man, it's a great day. It's a great day, great week, man. How you holding up? I'm all right. We got a butt kick last night um, by 29, another 7A school. Um, good problem to have. We're just not playing. We're, just not, we're not playing good ball at all. When we play, when we get on those big stages, we're not playing good ball. Were they actually good? They're all right. Um, well, you know, I, I, whether they were good or not, they executed whatever it was they were trying to do. And it, and it made us look like a bunch of bumbling idiots. <laughs> So like, that right there is a nugget for people. <laughs> it don't matter whether they were good. They executed on what they was trying to do and they did it better than us. And they did it better than us. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, and I mean, we just didn't play our game. And that's that's where I got to got to get these guys to realize, like, you know, the analogy I use all the time is LeBron James is always LeBron James. He doesn't take days off from being LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? So we got to be who we are every single day of the week. And we just struggle with that. You know, man, that's so fitting talking about today. Like, we're going to jump into today. We're not even going to hesitate. Take take us first down what blew your mind, because what you just said is, is right in line with today's topic. What blew your mind this week? Well, what blew my mind is that like minds think alike. And um, sometimes you have to be intentional about being like-minded with others. Other times it just happens. And then other times you got to kind of, ride the wave and make yourself whether you want to or not because if you're moving in the same direction as a goal so the topic you had today i forget what it was what the, the the phrase you used but in my mind when i read it i think about taking care of the details like mm-hmm. the, the the fine details is the difference between elite level of success and just average work yeah yeah so, and- like minds it, here's here's where for the audience the topic I, I sent to Shane was touch the line. Touch the line. And yeah, yeah. here's where it came from, right? Both of us, former athletes, coaches, we understand this concept. We've heard it. We've done a drill where you had to do sprints and you had to touch a line, right? And as a player, you may not have understood why it was so important that you touch the line, like actually touch the line with either your foot or your hand or you came a couple inches close to it. And, and where this came from was I saw a picture on social media, right? And of course you see these every now and then a whole team is running. Everybody's touching the line, except for maybe one or two kids who come up just a bit short. Right. And so mm-hmm. the question is, does touching the line really matter? Oh yeah. Why? It does. More so. I believe we are a sum 
of the things we do on a regular basis. So if you are not disciplined enough to do the little things on a very regular basis, at some point in time, you're going to need that very little thing and you're not going to be able to do it because you didn't practice it. You didn't make a habit of doing it. Here's where I'm going to challenge that. Just for the sake of argument, you can do a lot of things but not be working towards the goal. So if in the example of running sprints, the whole point of running the sprint is for conditioning, not to touch the line. So why mm-hmm. should it matter that you touch the line if you're working on your conditioning? Because what if that little touch of the line is just that extra little bit of effort? Because although the point is conditioning, you mean to tell me that it's easy touching that line. Because if it was easy to touch the line, you'd have no problem doing it. But what it takes to reach down and actually touch that line with your hand is a little bit of extra brain power and a little bit of extra strength or whatever to get down and touch that line. It, it, it's a discipline. It, it, it's, it's a discipline. So as a coach, you got kids running suicide sprints. Are you standing at the line watching them touch the line? Sometimes. Sometimes it's about counting. Count. Okay, you get to the line, you touch the line with your foot, but I need you to count what set that was. So you'll have one coach down there on one line having them um, watch their foot, and then I'm listening on the other side of the gym. But here's the thing, right? In basketball, counting doesn't seem like a big deal. But talking on defense is. You see what I'm saying? So again, that little de- that detail, if you're not a disciplined enough to say one, two, three, how are you going to be disciplined enough to say gap, help, ball, watch your back, cutter coming through? You see what I'm saying? So again, it, it, sometimes it's not about the actual act as much as what will happen if you follow through on what it is you're supposed to do. It may seem like a little something that's very stupid. Um, did you ever thought because I had another one and I don't want to take up all the time. Uh-uh, go ahead. Yesterday night after the game, I was thinking to myself, and it's going to be very hard to do this because I'm not a very regimented person. I'm going to have to write down what I do like a journal, what I do every day at practice, and the results of every game. Reason being, last year, I definitively saw where the shift happened but I don't remember what I did. Yep. Yep. And that, that's the thought that I had was this, what's the significance of talking during sprints? How does it correlate to future actions and scenarios that you can put yourself in? And let's, let's take it out of the context of sports. Let's talk about real life. We're talking to entrepreneurs. We're talking to leaders. We're talking to people who are, are the head of their household, right? Yeah. And although the, the main objective, the goal is to condition yourself and build up your work ethic, what are those little things that you can do to separate yourself from the next? Yeah. What are those yeah. little goals, those offsets of the the mission that are going to help you to elevate and where does it show up and 
I was I was looking this up, right? Of course, I started reading the psychology behind uh, touching the line and the significance. And what they what I came across in terms of research just says touching the line shows some shows that you care. It's a sign of respect. And when you talk about business owners, it's a sign of respect for your customers, your team, your business, and yourself. Yep. Right. And I agree with that. You're right. But right now, there is somebody who's listening to this conversation and they're thinking about that person who didn't touch the line, who didn't touch the line that they worked out with or who's not touching the line in the business and how that shows up. So when you think about in the real world, can you think of some examples of people not touching the line? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Sending thank you cards after you get a gift. Mm. Or sending thank you cards in your business. Responding to emails. Mm. Um, touching the line. If you say you're going to be somewhere at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Listen, okay. my biggest pet peeve is on time, right? When, I, when yeah. I'm a manager, mm-hmm. when, I'm, when I'm leading a group, I tell them, you may have worked for other leaders who did not care if you showed up a few minutes late. However, I do. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to adjust because in my mind, if you can show up, if you're supposed to be there at eight and you can show up at 802, you can show up at 758. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, that's touching the line. That's the touching difference. The you yep. can be intentional. And don't get me wrong. I understand stuff happens. There's going, you may go to touch the line and slip and mm-hmm. miss, but you have to be intentional about touching that line. It has to be, it has to mean something to you that even if you slip, that you still miss that the you line. So try. you still go touch yep. it, even though you know now you're further behind the pack. Yep. Your, your word being your bond. Like if you say you're going to do something, you, you no excuses. You find a way to get it done when you say you're going to get it done. You know what, you know what just hit me? we don't talk about this. This isn't a topic that we dive deep in, but I thought about a man in a marriage doing what you say you're going to do, because I see a lot of posts on social media, men who are, uh, are not as committed to their relationship. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to throw shade at men in specifically, but what I'm saying is we all have opportunities to improve. But when you think about a relationship, divorce rates are so high. And mm-hmm. is it because we are going into these relationships thinking, I'm not going to touch the line. I'm going to run. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get in shape, but I ain't going to touch the line in my marriage, mm-hmm. right? All these different examples are starting to come into play, right? Well, you and start how, by touching the line, and then as the marriage goes on, you just decide that you're not touching the line no more. Late in the you, season. You become complacent. Man, I've been doing this, and you stop touching the line. Yeah, yeah. Look. Here go some examples for our audience. You're trying to figure out if this is you. You're trying to figure out if you're touching the line. Do you cut corners when you're creating content? Do you cut corners? Are you commonly late to meetings, right? Are you commonly late? Are you, if you have a business, are you ensuring that your customers see the value that you promised them? And especially from from a sales standpoint, you're, you're on the front end saying, I promise that if you pay me, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Like you said, sending thank you cards. Are you following up to ensure that you actually delivered on what you promised? Here's one. 
you're a mentor, you're a coach, people are leaders. Are you the one mentoring and developing your people or are you leaving it up to somebody else? Mm. That was something for me that, that hit home. When you think about it, if you're the head, if you're leading, you're a coach, but you got assistant coaches. Are you leaving the development of the players to the assistant coaches or mm -hmm. is it your responsibility and you're taking it head on? Mm -hmm. Do you see something wrong and remain silent? Mm -hmm. Do you walk past garbage on the ground or do you pick it up and put it in the trash? Mm. I just had this happen the other day. I was headed into the restroom and there was a piece of paper, uh, you know, napkin, whatever, right outside the bathroom. I didn't have, I'm not going to touch it with my bare hand, but I remember that just inside the bathroom door was a paper towel dispenser. So I stepped over the paper, walked in, grabbed the paper, came back out, picked that one up and put them mm -hmm. both in the trash. And the dude that was sitting there was like, man, I've been looking at that for about 20 minutes and I, I should have got up and threw that away. You're right. You should have. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you are in a role of a support role, and you're, you're an assistant or you're the manager to the manager, or you're second line in charge, are you working to make the organization or the person that you're working under the best that they possibly could be? Or are you working to position yourself? How does, if you're in a support role, you're underneath the person who's running the show, how does your effort to touch the line in your business elevate them? How does it impact them? Oh, it, 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 it's, it's everything. Because if you believe in that, we're all working together and we're all looking good. If you win, I win. If you eat, I eat. The more success you are, the more successful you are, in hindsight, it would make me more successful. But sometimes that touching the line, the problem is our ego gets in the way. So being able to bury that ego and, and commit to the position, and maybe that's the thing, touching the line, wholeheartedly committing to the position that you're in, in that particular moment. Mm -hmm. But see, it's very easy. And a lot of people I bet are willing to say, I'm touching the line in my role. And they see me doing good, which means that's an excuse for them to slack off. They ain't got to touch the line because I'm doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah. What do you well, say to I, those people? That's on them. That's on them because eventually your time is going to come. But if you start cutting corners, like you can't, I can't control what you do. Like as Vic, as my partner, I can't control and vice versa. The only thing we actually have control over is our actions ourselves. Now I can encourage, I can motivate. I can suggest, but in real life, you can't control what the next person's doing. So ultimately, it will be up to that person. And you just keep playing your role and touching the line, so to speak, and the ball's going to bounce. I just believe that. So think back. Think back to when you were younger, you and your youth. And maybe this is a newer concept. I know you, so I know it's not. But when did you become committed to touching the line and everything that you do? It's early. It's early because I, I, I'm competitive by nature. So I've always had, and some of it could be insecurity, but I've always had this sense of wanting to be not necessarily the best, but my best. So 
though that commitment to touching the line is that commitment to touching the line is I think has been inherent in me intrinsic because I just personally I just don't like being second at nothing I just yeah. I can't I can't stand it yeah you and me both and, I, and that's yeah. why why we connect so well and I'm gonna I'm take you back it's West Orange High School we're on the basketball team JV mm-hmm. and we are not starting oh yeah we coming off the bench oh yeah and <laughs> At this point, I want I want the audience to understand. Me and you, we rock together, but we definitely not as tight as we we you know would eventually become and, and mm-hmm. on now. Mm-hmm. But we're on the court at the same time, and we're looking at who the starters are. Mm-hmm. We see, and we kind of understand why they're the starters. Not necessarily mm-hmm. because they're that much better than us. Mm-hmm. It was more so because they had been there before us, had the relationship, they had the history with the program, right? Well, no, it was even harder for me because I had played on the JV team as a ninth grader, so I wasn't with that crew. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't get a chance to build any kind of camaraderie within that. Um, and, and and kudos to them. I mean, they went on to have great, great high school careers. But right, yeah. So coaches consistently designated us as the you come off the bitch you are my six men but it yeah. was i need you i don't know if you remember he talked to us and he said y'all play defense and when yeah. i need stops i'm grabbing y'all yeah. when i need energy i'm grabbing y'all and and we did that for some time until do you remember we ended up starting we ended i don't up ever with, remember starting but i i we, we i did. don't know okay we we ended up working our way into the starting lineup. It wasn't every game after that, but it was because you had Dale and you had Jared and those guys saying, hey, look, why why are they on the bench? Like, we we need – dude over here don't just want to score. He ain't trying yeah. to play deep. Like, yeah. coach, what's up? Yeah. Right? And we would play teams who they were scoring their tail off. They had they, – we switched to a 1-3-1. One, one. I remember what they and coach yeah. said, I need you to lock him down. Don't let him cross half court yeah, for four, yeah, five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's those those moments that I remember when you talk about looking for other people who touch the line. Yeah. That, to me, was a moment and an experience that shaped our friendship and oh, shaped yeah. our relationship as to oh, why yeah. we rock, even to this day. Because if we come off that bench and we got a minute... Woo, that's gonna be the best minute of your life. Lord have mercy. I don't know if you saw uh some of the old guys uh from, from playing basketball. They, they, they put that picture yeah. up. You saw my comment? Yeah, um I don't I I remember seeing it, but I don't remember what it said. I uh you know they talk about we should get uh an alumni game, a reunion game, right? Reunion, and so yeah. of course my competitive spirit didn't say, Oh yeah, that would be a good idea. I come in, yeah, I'm down. Who wanna get zero points? Zero points. That's who I'm guarding. <laughs> Raise your hand. Who wanna get zero points? I don't oh, care. Yeah. At this age, you still get zero points. <laughs> I, I saw <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. But yeah. it's 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 stuff like that, right? That I think as human beings, as individuals, we have those moments. And I think that there are parts of our lives where we really did work on touching the line and doing the little things that matter. But we probably all also, especially as life gets busier, have opportunities now to touch the line in some areas of our life. Can you think of at least one area for yourself, just being transparent with our audience, that you feel like I can do a better job of touching the line in this area of my life? Yeah, just execution. 
Like you, <laughs> hey, if you have a to-do list or some kind of log where you track your ideas and it's full, I want to tell you a secret. You know why it's full? Because you're probably not doing the stuff on the list. <laughs> you're doing the two, but not the do. <laughs> you're not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a yeah, lot of stuff too, but you, you, yeah, you ain't, you you ain't doing the do. do, you know? Um, you're not doing the do. That's the shoulda, woulda, coulda, but didn't. So if you are. Um, that's the title of this episode, by the way. By the way do to do. Do to do. So if, um, yeah. So for me personally, it's just committing to doing the do. Like you got to too. Now you got to go do the do. Um, and that's that's all on fast. Like, yeah, you know, working harder. I, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this phrase a lot lately. Work, work harder. Work smarter, not harder. But I think it's smart to work hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. in the midst of being smart and working hard, you also have to just not only work hard, but execute on the things that you're working hard on. Like it makes no yeah. sense to watch 20 hours of film, but not execute what you've learned from the film. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you said that because I think what I've learned over the years, the work being smarter, not harder. When I tried to dial it back just on the surface of that statement, I'm working I'm not working as hard. I didn't produce the results. I didn't execute or I didn't produce them to the quality that they needed to be. So I Mm -hmm. had to kick up that work ethic. But as they call it, old man strength, Mm -hmm. old man strength taught me how to be very intentional with my work. I'm going to work hard because I need that dynamic of of effort to produce the level that I want to, that elite level. But I'm Mm going to be more targeted and intentional with where I put all of that energy and effort in so that I'm maximizing my output for me, believe it or not. And people always are surprised when I tell them this fitness, fitness is the area where I need to touch the line better. Believe it or not, people look at me and they assume that I work out all the time because I'm, I'm fairly still in shape looking. Obviously they don't know what it looked like under the clothes, but I'm still a somewhat athletic built, you know, middle-aged man. Um, but believe it or not, I'm not consistent in going to work out. And I was just telling my wife this, I say, I had such a history of being committed to exercises and working out because it was connected to this extraordinary goal. And my Mm. challenge in, at this stage in the game is I haven't been able to connect fitness to this extraordinary goal that would require that from me until recently, recently I realized the extraordinary goal around fitness is thinking about when I'm 50 and 50. when I'm 60, long-term what kind of health. shape do I want to be in? Yeah, long-term health. I recently, man, I lost about 16 pounds. Kudos I'm, to you, man. I'm, I'm under 200 pounds for the first time probably in five years. And I will wow. say, I see myself on video and I look jacked. <laughs> I look I look mean, and I still got about ten more to go. And you're right. I, I'm, although I'm dieting, my, my my weight loss has become come from my weight, my um eating habits. Yeah. So um, now hopefully, if I'm able to just find time to get in the gym and work a little bit, it it'll do. But I, I man, I just had to brag that I look jacked on on film. Man, you do, you do. You don't have that round face. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for our audience. I want you to answer this question. 
where in your life, where in your business do you need to commit or recommit to touching the line? I want you to think about that. And I want you to share that with us. Find us on social media, reach out to us and say, coach, doc, I'm recommitting or I'm committing to touching the line at this stage of my life. But now there are people who are wondering who may have never done this. This has never been a part of their work ethic. And they're like, so how long is it going to take? If I start touching the line, when am I going to start to see results? What should I expect? What would you say to those people? God plant, man grows. I mean, excuse me, man plants, God grows. I would say to those people, man plants, God grows. You, you don't control the timeline and you can't control everything. So you're only obligated to do the work. And just by doing the work, when, when it's your time, it will happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's in line with, with my advice, which is depends on how long you want your legacy to last. Because to me, touching the line is one of those transferable skill sets that you can pass down to your kids and they can pass down to their kids and they can pass down, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we're talking mm -hmm. generations to come of people who be who are that intentional and they execute with that much precision. Those are the difference makers. And that's the going to be the difference maker between how long your legacy lasts and reigns on this earth, right? So mm -hmm. for those of you wondering, that's how long it takes. Question is, are you willing to commit for that long? Thanks. So let's take this show uh, and bring it, bring this train into a close. The quote today, I think is right, right in line, right? The quote says, you you can only fight the way you practice. You can only fight the way you practice. And I'm going to throw in, you can only fight, you can only prosper, you can only grow, and you can only succeed in life the way you practice. Mm -hmm. We are a sum of our parts, people. We are. We are a product of our product. Yeah. So yeah. you got to figure out what's your product, and then you yeah. got to do the things that's going to produce that consistently, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As always... Audience, Purpose Addicts, we appreciate you rocking with us, man. This was another dope episode, dope conversation. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, share the show, tell somebody about it, but more importantly, hit us up. Connect with us on social media. You can find us, Purpose Addicts, or look for Coach Vic, 2-0 on Instagram, or look for Doc, Dr. Shane Calhoun, PhD. As always, live life on purpose. We out. I'm winning for